This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever Dog Live from Orlando, Florida Atsuko here This week I come to you live from Orlando, Florida Where I'm with my family for the holidays I have a special guest today It's my father-in-law, Dr. Don Paul Gray Who joins me from a very different perspective and different walk of life Let's see how it goes Let's go, Atsuko. A woke Japanese game show. Hey, babe. I'm going to interview your dad. What? I'm going to interview your dad. Do you want to be there for it? My dad. Yeah, your dad. Your 72-year-old televangelist dad. For what? For Let's Go, Atsuko. A woke Japanese game show. We've never had someone... Who wasn't woke? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you could say that. We've never had someone like him. Yeah, that's the understatement of the year. (laughs) Yeah, so I figured, why not, going into 2020, talk to somebody with a very different worldview than me? Yeah, okay. I don't know if I'm going to be able to set in on this. I totally understand. I just feel like there's a good chance that I may freak out and start a fight. I totally get it. And we don't want to do Thanksgiving or Christmas all over again. Fair enough. So, you want me to do this one? Yeah, I'm going to let you take this one. I'm going to go play some video games. Sounds great. And I'll let you know how it went. All right. Later, man. Here we go. Here's the episode. Hello, hello. All right. I am recording live from Orlando, Florida, where I'm spending time with the family. I'm here with Ryan's side of the family. That's right. Uh, And I have a special guest here today, somebody who comes from a different walk of life than I do. Uh, I'm here with Dr. Don Paul Gray, my father-in-law. That's right. Woo! Keep it going, Fred. All right. Crowd goes wild. Hello. Hello. Yes. yes. Hello, Papa Well, good, good afternoon, young lady. We've, I've just had a nap this afternoon, and in noticing the weather, it's coming down, and I see my older son, Brent, out there running. So I trust that he will not get... Uh, too wet, but it's nice to be on your program, and I'm very excited to see what we're going to talk about and what you're going to say. Oh my goodness, that was a nice intro. As you can see, Dr. Don Paul Gray here, Papa Don, or as I call him, uh, is actually also a public speaker, if you couldn't tell from the the intro that he was able to give himself. Um, Isn't it interesting? I've often thought about this. We are both public speakers in our family. Yes, and I have several other public speakers in my family. 
My dad was an old-fashioned Pentecostal preacher from Oklahoma. And, of course, uh, three of my brothers were pastors. And uh, one of my sisters was a missionary to Swaziland in in, uh, Africa. So if you're going to be in the ministry, you will be a public speaker. Oh, okay. So you just you just uh, outdid what I was thinking. I thought it was just me and you, but of course, well, and, of course, there's the uncles. And we welcome you into the arena of public speaking. Uh, I have heard you on television and on video. Oh, I'm you not, have? Yes. But where? Have, where have you well, seen me? Well, by YouTube. Uh, you know, I know how to access oh, no. some of these things. You've been YouTubing me? I have been. Oh, my gosh. And, and what do you think so far? Well, I think sometimes you're a little wild. Hey, but, I think you're wild, too. <laughs> I've seen what you can do with an apple pie or a banana pudding. Oh, yes, you have. And I do love apple pie and banana pudding. And today <laughs> it was bread pudding. Oh, right. You're right. I've seen you. I've seen you tear up bread pudding. I was going to say, geez, well, okay, well, that doesn't do well with my intro that I was going to give at all, which was, you know, assuming, okay, how about this? Maybe I'm the youngest female public speaker that you have in your family currently. You certainly are, and uh, you are the uh, uh, certainly the youngest, the brightest, and you work primarily with what we call a secular audience. Secular audience. Now, can you please define what secular means? A secular audience for me means that you do not have a particular religious faith that you're promoting. Oh, uh-huh. You're actually promoting some uh, discussions that are totally outside of faith and religion. Uh, my background is totally in faith and religion, mm-hmm. and it uh, it uh, informs every part of my life and every part of my belief and value system. Uh, but but uh, you know, it, it, secularism we we all have to connect with it, and we should. Uh, but it's not directly what the church is about, and and in the, in the political world, I'm very much interested in that, and I'm I've been in that all of my life as far as talking about it. But uh, and that's you, very secular as well. You mean checking in on what's going on in the political sphere, because obviously that's all outside of the church. Absolutely, right. and and also what's going on in the universities and the colleges, and and the different trends and the movements that's going across in America, mm-hmm. both in the business world. You you think about the trend that that has happened in the last twenty or twenty five years with everything that Bill Gates has been about. Mm-hmm. You know, Microsoft and all of that, you know, that when I was your age, uh, I would never heard of him. We had no computers when I was your age. Right, right. You we, were we, you were writing letters and sending it off on into the ocean. Well, we had we, we knew how to type. Oh, and you didn't we, know. The old Royal Typewriter was before the Selectric, before IBM, there was the Royal Typewriter. Mm-hmm. And you thumb, 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 you know, you, you, you'd strike the keys. Right, right, right. And tap, you tap, had tap. to press them real hard. Yeah. <laughs> you, you'll see pictures of this. Everyone when, did have buff-looking fingers in uh, the photos that I've seen. Well, I don't. I didn't type that much as it's, a man. I was not a, a oh, professional typist. Right. But I did uh, in high school get up to sixty words a minute. When you say man, it, men as a man, is it because women were typists? Men were pri- women were primarily the typists and the secretaries. But for some reason in high school, I wanted to take typing, so I did. I just thought I was. I wanted to take the course, but but uh, the, the, the look at this. Uh, I did not know that I would go on into higher education. I thought I would finish high school and then I would get a job and and would work in in some field. I particularly liked the grocery store and I had been working in a 
grocery store. I was a sacker, and I... Oh, so you thought you might be a grocer. Uh, yeah, that's what... that. But that, that I, I, I did the typing in order that way I could just type things that I want to type for my personal interest. I didn't have any desire to make it a professional thing. What my, kind of things were you typing? Love oh, letters, a diary... I mean, you said you had to type hard, so you well, probably had we, to keep your words we, short, we, huh? We had to type whatever the, uh, the the high school required you to type. Oh, so this was you homework. Know, it was all homework. Yeah. But when I went into college, I had to type term papers. Yeah. And when I went into seminary and graduate work, I had to type papers. Good thing is I married your mother-in-law, who is my wife, Donna, and she was an expert typist. Mm-hmm. So she typed all of my research papers Everything but my doctoral dissertation. She typed all your research papers for for about all through. So you're my, saying behind all through my master's degree, all through my doctor's degree, she typed every one of them. She edited every one of them. Uh, I have an earned doctorate, as you know. So really, I've given her one half of it. Uh-huh. She's a one half PhD, and I'm a one half PhD. So you're saying behind your success is a woman. Yes, and sometimes she's out front. Oh yes, I would say so. Yeah. They say behind every great man stands a woman, right? Yeah. A great woman. Uh, but I say, you know, behind uh, her stands another man who wants to sleep with her. So keep her close to you. Oh, yeah, I do. And she's a very pretty lady, so I can understand <laughs> if some man got tempted. But if if I hear about it, I'll just... just what would you do? Go jump in a lake. Oh, jump in a lake. Ooh, and hope he can't swim. That's right. And, and cool off. Hey. How much time on stage do you think you spend a week? Well, I'm I'm not an active pastor now. Uh, when 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 I, I I was an active pastor for over thirty years, and when you're doing that, you're on stage about three hours a week, mm-hmm. about an hour to an hour and a half in the morning, Sunday morning, maybe an hour on Sunday night, maybe thirty minutes on Wednesday night. Right now, I'm called an associate pastor in a mega church, and so I'm I'm on stage once in a while when they need me to bring a message. Yeah. Uh, obviously, as a professor in a in a so small not for college, a full hour anymore. No. Yes. Usually about forty minutes. <laughs> Look, thirty-five I, to forty minutes. I always wanted to know. You know, it's it's very hard as a comedian not to get competitive. You know, people ask, "How much time does your father-in-law do on stage? How much time do you do? Do you get more stage time than him?" You know, and I gotta say, it sounds like. I possibly might get more stage time than you in a week. You probably do. You probably do. I mean, back in the day, you probably got more. But um, yeah, so right now you get brought on stage at the mega you know, church. In, in so my, you are at a mega church. Mm-hmm. And 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 before I mentioned about the mega church, in my in my world, the Assemblies of God world, the Pentecostal church evangelical world, we had what was called revival meetings. Mm-hmm. And my wife and I have preached, quote unquote. A few revival meetings, and what what that is is you would have church on Sunday morning, Sunday night, Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night. Sometimes you take off Saturday and you come back to church on Sunday. So that's how much. That's like a full time job. Well, it was a full time job, but it also wore you very much out, and you were very tired. But it's like am, a full time job. I, yeah, I am with um, I am with a large ministry called uh, Jimmy Swigert Ministries, and they have a network called SBN, and there's a large church called Family Worship Center. Oh, yes. 
I'm aware of this broadcasting network. I have actually tapped in and tuned in, just like you tuned into my YouTube. Good. We we hope so, and we have now millions of people watching. And uh, I'm also on daily uh, t- uh, talk uh, television where we have a program called Francis and Friends. And it has uh, nothing to do with Fox and Friends, is what you're telling me? No, no, it it, it does not. Uh, even though I, I, I lean toward and favor Fox and Friends. But not always. You 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 lean. Oh, you you mean you like Fox and Friends more than Francis and Friends? No, no, no. <laughs> Francis and Friends. Francis is my boss's wife, and she is the host of this program. Right, right. Francis Swaggart, and she's right. had it for I guess twenty years, and um, they say it's the most popular show on SBN. Okay. And we get calls from all around the world. They call in and ask. Different uh, biblical problems, theological problems, mm-hmm. particularly a lot of family problems where there's family issues and family uh, problems. And, and we will speak to those issues and try to help people. Do you think that that's why it's probably popular? Because there is an interactive element. People love it when they can like call in, right? Yeah, yes. And have a platform for themselves as well and get an immediate feedback. So. Uh, they 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 it's, say that and I and I think it more is than true. If you, if, yeah. I do think some of our calling questions are uh, somewhat uh, nonsense, and is a waste of our time and a waste of the public's time. But hey. you know they let they they they've got screeners, but the screeners let them in, so we have to answer the question and yeah. we you help say? them if we can. Mm-hmm. People will call in and they're hurting and they're just just feeling an enormous amount of emotional and. And, and spiritual pain, and we are able to speak to those issues and help them with that. And uh, and then when they go off the air, many times uh, there's a follow-up. They can, We have people uh, that they can call and, and do follow-up. And my wife is one of those persons. Oh. She does what's called the, uh, the, the, the prayer response. And if they if they want to talk further to someone, there she they, is. Yeah, she's available. The best typist, the woman behind your success, <laughs> your right. career. And, and, and we the, did all your and, homework. And the mother of your husband. That's right. That's right. Gosh, you know, she 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 should she deserves more. I she, think she she deserves everything, and I give her everything. She's a very loving, very strong, a very uh, selfless person, and a very beautiful lady. If people want to see how pretty she is, they can go on Facebook and find us. That's right, yeah. At Don Donna Gray. No, it's Don Paul Donna Gray. Don Paul Donna Gray, which is very confusing because it sounds like it is two people in one. It's like a Siamese twins of uh, two people who are married on Facebook with similar names. That's right. Don Paul Donna Gray. So your program, Francis and Friends, gets questions and you answer them. Uh, I just got a question in for our program here. Great. That Let's answer it together. I'd okay. be happy to help. Okay, so this is from Grace. Okay, uh, Grace is in Minnesota. She says, what will happen to Donald Trump when he dies? Will he go to hell with Hitler and Idi Amin and other demons? So uh, we didn't get to segue much from, you know, light conversation to an intense, com- intense question, but uh, that was the question. What well, will happen I, to I, Donald I, Trump I, when he dies? Well, well I, I, I can tell by the question that the person that has either typed in or called in, uh, does not like Mr. Trump very well. Uh, And let me just respond to say that (laughs) I certainly was not for him when he was running for election, and I'm not greatly for him today. 
but I do believe that he is our president. And the scripture informs us and tells us what we must do. We must pray for him. I pray for him just like I pray for the governor of the state. I pray for the mayor of the city. I pray for uh, all those in authority and power. And I often wonder, you know, why did God allow him to become president? You see, I believe in an almighty God, and I believe God orchestrates some things, and then some things he tolerates and allows. But uh, in terms of uh, President Trump, I do not know what his real faith is. I think it's highly questionable what it is because people, we all are the same way. We just don't know what his faith is. It's not clear. He comes across so many times as a very unkind, unwise, and a very uh, difficult, self-serving person, mm-hmm. which we would call him everything but a, a Christian. Sure. And, and then, then at other times... He will take a biblical position that we greatly admire. For instance, he recently moved the capital of uh, Israel. No, I guess it's not the capital; it's the. You're talking about Jerusalem. Yes. What, what did he move? He moved he uh, the the uh, where we keep our embassy. He moved the that's it the embassy. Oh. He moved the embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. Oh, I see. And he also recognized it as. The capital. Yes, and of, of course Israel. they they were already calling themselves the capital. The, the for Jerusalem, sure, the but capital. but for the U.S. to recognize it is yeah. like a big deal. Yes, for Israel. So we, we those uh, of us who are very sympathetic to Israel and we want Israel to survive as a nation, we're glad that he did that. Um, but then there's like political gain, right? Things that he knows. If he if you know who your voters are, right? If they tend to be of a certain faith. You're going to want to do things that please them. Well, the, the, the so question, it might, of course, it might not be for, you know, well, because the, he's a believer, but right? The, but the but the point there you're making is 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 whatever is, it takes to get the votes, right? Is but but is he sincere or not sincere? Well, I, mean, I take it that he sincerely did that from his heart, not as a Christian necessarily, not as a Christian, but not just because of his be, relationship with God. No, but he just said we believed in that. I don't votes. believe he did it for votes. I don't think so. Why wouldn't he do it for votes? I think he votes. lost a lot of votes. For, from doing that? Absolutely. Millions. From millions but of votes. the people who already voted for him? No, not so much there, but That's from, what I'm from saying. the others. He just wants to continue getting the votes that he originally got. Well, there's no question as, as a politician, as he wants to uh, galvanize his political support, keep it, and enlarge it. I understand Right, as that. long as he's not losing those votes. And he's, the politicians all have to think that way and do that. Until there is some real turning point in their life He's, where they have to do something that maybe will cost them an election. Yeah, I just don't think that he'll reach that turning point now. Uh, with that said, you know, is Donald Trump, what, what will happen to Donald Trump when he dies? Well, uh, I mean, technically, he, assuming he he's not a believer, technically, he would be going to hell. Well, From what I know of the Bible. Okay, let, let, me, let me put that in perspective. The scriptures teach that there is life after death. So how many people do not believe that? Millions. Millions of people do not believe in life after death. I do believe that, but I Mm -hmm. I believe in that by faith. I believe the scriptures clearly teach there is life after death, just just as as there is life before life. In other words, before you and I were ever in existence, there was life. 
Mm-hmm. This world existed. Mm-hmm. And how it got started, none of us were here, but the scriptures tell us how it got started. But back to the point of uh, life after death, we believe that the scripture is clear. There's a bad place that people should not want to go because it seems to be darkness and fire. And I mean, nobody really wants to go. Right. Then there seems to be another place called heaven. And as the Catholics, then they've got a third place called purgatory. Right. Which we do not believe in because it's not in the scriptures. So, yes, we believe that. Now, the question, where will he go? If his heart is right with God, uh, and, and just like the other night when I heard him give that speech, and he was speaking very evil and negative of uh, a, congress, a congressman that died. Yeah. That was very sad. Right, and said he's it, looking I, up I, from I, hell. I grieve for him because I thought, Sir, if you are able to pronounce him in hell, you may be pronouncing your own self in hell. Oh, for sure. So uh, with so that I, said... I wouldn't do that if I were you. But the, anyway, <laughs> uh, but, but, but remember this, Osco. I've never met a Christian, except maybe my mother, mm-hmm. who was so devout and so perfect, I thought she was angelic. My mother was... She had become that way, not in her early years, not in my growing up years, because she slapped me a few times and lost her temper with me a few times, and mm-hmm. I caused it. But <laughs> later on, after my dad died and she was in her 80s, and she lived in 94, uh-huh. I, I saw her become such a enormous prayer warrior. There, there was such an anointing upon her life mm-hmm. to pray for us and to help us. So my mother may have almost become an angel, but I've, my, my dad never reached that point, I can tell you for sure. Well, your mom does sound quite different from Donald Trump. And, you know, it sounds like from everything that we've sort of pondered in our, you know, sort of long dissecting of where he would end up, it sounds like uh, Grace, he, uh, to me, he's going to hell. All right. <laughs> well, with that said, another but, you know, question. So many people out there want him to go to hell. People, they, they well, like that's not a good argument, though. I would say, of course, people want, you know, if however they feel about where they want him to go, um, of course, you know, if you don't have the relationship, right, with God or, you know, in, in this world that we're talking about, right? Um, is you it, know, is it people, is it possible to love all people, even the bad people in this world? I mean, you know, I don't think so. For me, but then I have a different, you know, belief system than you. Or not belief system. No, we, 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 we're we, not we, of the we, same we, religion. We, 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 but but, but it, from a standpoint of desire, we would like to love all people. But the truth is, lots of people bother us so much to where we actually in our heart despise them. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it's not even like I would use a stronger word than bother. You know, some people are truly like a true evil. You know, and so, yeah, it's hard. It's hard, especially, you know, since since my moral ground is sort of what I believe is, you know, as long as you're kind to people, you you know, you do try to love and you try to, uh, you know, uh, get along with people. You want to grant everybody the rights, basic rights of human humanness. Mm. Um, 
in this world, right? Um, right? You know, that's sort of my, that's where my moral ground is, you know, so call it whatever, similar to the Ten Commandments, sure. Sure, it's a, it's okay. a, Christian, it's a Christian value. Sure, that Christians also value, right, because of the Ten Commandments. You know, that's those are my values. Well, well, and Jesus, so, but Jesus. even with that said, it is, you know, of course, yeah, for because, so call my standards lower, if you will, but yes, there are people who I cannot love. <laughs> There are people I cannot love. And, you know, yeah, I mean, Donald Trump is an easy, of course, he may be called an easy target or whatnot, but he just falls under that for me. Um, there's another question that came in. Uh, you know, lots of people didn't like George Bush either, and he was a Republican, and they didn't like Richard Nixon. He was a Republican. So I'm afraid that sometimes we have learned to just hate people that are not of our political group. And we're not reaching out in love to all people, or not even trying to. You have to also look back at the things that they that that have happened under their rule, right, or under their presidency, um, and not to mention, you know, Republicans also feel that way about Democrats, right? Sure. So people will immediately yes. not like someone just because they're Democrat on the Republican side, right? So it, it's I, on both sides and, and everywhere course. in between. But we did go to war under George W. Bush, for example, you know, and there was, you know, uh, inhumane... Under both George Bushes. Of course, yeah. And and so we have to also look at their actions and not necessarily is it their, you know... I don't want to go into something hating someone. Of course not. Right. I look at their actions. Absolutely. And uh, some, they, you know, if well, they tend if, to be Republicans, then so be it, you know. Well, that's, that's right. Well, right right now, a Republican is in his charge of the White House. The next time around, it may be a Democrat. We, let's do one more question. How about that? Try let's it. do, okay, all right. Okay, here we go, here we does, go. Does this confuse your, your audience? Well, my, my comments and my expressions. No, they know that I ha I'm having you on today, and a lot well, of people I, were interested in hearing uh, our I hope they realize that I am a traditional, old-fashioned gospel oh, preacher. Oh, trust me. I think they do realize that. You think they do? Yeah, there's no question about it. I don't well, think anyone is uh, listening so far I, going, I, well, I think I went, that he might the be Baptist a seminary. moderate. I went to the Baptist seminary. But I'm from the Assemblies of God as a Pentecostal church, but I went to the Baptist Seminary. I went to TCU, which was a liberal, democratic, in favor type institution. Ooh, and those I, words came I, underlined. I studied, I, and I studied, liberal, I studied democratic. Greek at Moody Bible Institute in Chicago. Yeah. But my year at Texas Christian University, yeah. man, it was terrible. Wait, wait, what was terrible? One more time. At that university, it was oh, terrible. Oh, it was too liberal, too it democratic? Was, it was so liberal. They didn't talk politics because I was in the school of religion. But it was so liberal. In that school, they denied the miracles of Christ in the Bible, laughed uh -huh. at them. Uh -huh. They denied the resurrection in the Bible. They denied the doctrine of hell and heaven. They denied all the supernatural of the Bible mm -hmm. and threw it out and then expected us to have something left to preach. And one student... So one, you had to... It was an art school. This was well, abstract. Was preaching, preaching school. No, I know, but it sounds like... Um, it sounds they like it might art. as well have been like an art it's, project it's, where they it's go... A, it's a great university in Fort Worth, Texas. They have 5,000 students. It seems like you weren't that into it when you were there. I was trying to get my degree in seminary because I, I was in their seminary. Yeah. But the, the problem was uh, one student one day said... 
said, Dr. Baird, uh, okay, no, it's Dr. Suggs. Dr. Suggs, we've heard you ridicule all of the miracle stories of the Gospels. And uh, Dr. Suggs said, that's right. He said, well, I pastor a little church, and I got to put together a sermon Sunday. And he said, he said, I don't know what's in the Bible that's worth preaching after what you said today. And Dr. Suggs says, well, that's the real challenge of the ministry. It's, it's when you open the Bible to determine what is valid, valid and what is invalid. So you work on that and you'll figure it out and then that'll give you a sermon for Sunday. I kind of like him. And you know what we say to that? What do you say? Hogwash. Hogwash. I, yeah. I really he, like that. He's the seminary. He's a seminarian professor. I really like was. what he said there because that isn't well, that he, isn't that what it is though? Like there's denominations for a reason. There's different kinds of churches for a reason. The Bible was written thousands of years ago and then you're trying to apply it yeah, to two, daily life. Two thousand years, right? So you're trying to apply it to twenty nineteen, of course it's gonna be up to the person preaching, right? Sure. So I feel like he had a lot to say there well, with saying you it's the challenge of you to have to interpret what you see for yourself he, or else no, he, he didn't, some he didn't say interpret some people believe said, god is a woman he said believe see if you if you don't even believe the stories are valid if they're just mythological and they were added later then then it really did not happen uh-huh. then why not take the boot and throw it away yeah, why not? Maybe he was. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Some he people a, like the. He was an ordained. Version. He was an ordained clergyman, teaching seminary, and the 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 very minimum thing he should have been doing is to inspire faith. He inspired doubt and fear and unbelief. You know, and some I, people. I, quit that I know a lot of people who don't read the Bible or go to church, but they have this like sort of faith. This it's more of a spiritual thing, a spiritual belief in God. And so, you know, sometimes that's sure. the relationship, right? Sometimes that's the relationship you There's have lots with of spiritual God people or God. Go yes, yeah, or read the Bible, or read the or Bible, or believe that the stories but are real. Most all of them are reading something. Well, you mean just in general, like Twitter? Yeah, there's certain books and certain things they're reading that helps them spiritually. Sure, or they just have this belief, this like sort of relationship that they built on their own, kind of like an imaginary friend, I guess, but it's spiritual and they believe in a higher being. And so, you know, some people, uh, you know, people say God is a woman. People say God is black. You know, and, you know, mm-hmm. that's that's the relationship they have. The, the, when people get caught up in that, to me, that that is so shallow theology. Well, I think it's I think it's it can be limiting to believe it's, it's like word you, for word you, every you, story think, that you read but, too, but think about in this, the Bible. Oscar, think about this. The creator God of the world that holds the world in the palm of his hands. And we think as his creation that we can have some sort of a mental correctness whereby we can understand him, describe him, and determine his color, his gender, his language, this or that. No, we all we can do, all we can do is read books from prophets. Whoever's a prophet, whoever thinks that they got a revelation, we can read their book. In, in mine, I have something I call the 66 books of the Bible called the Holy Bible. There's many other books that I read. So I'm, I'm looking for more words and more revelation knowledge because there's revelation knowledge 
all around us. Sure, sure. And a lot of like prophets that are going to pop up and, you know, and we should have listen revelations. To but, you know, how some do... of them are weird, though. That's what I'm saying. Anyone can be a prophet. I'm a prophet. No, you're a prophetess. Well, no. Why? Why not just prophetess. be a prophet? Because the the Greek word there has prophetess for female. The oh, female that's gender. when they wanted to make us different. <laughs> well, aren't you glad to be different? I don't want to. Well, you know, different. you are a beautiful lady. Oh my that? goodness! Thank you so much. Maybe I'm a reincarnation of you. What if I'm a reincarnated? I don't believe in reincarnation. What if you reincarnated as a beautiful, charming Asian woman? Who is so funny with bangs? If 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 that really happened, it would be wonderful. Oh my goodness! If if it's reality, but it's not reality. Can you do one more question? Sure. Okay, this might be intense, and then we'll end it here, and then we're gonna play a couple games, and then we'll call it we'll call it an end. Yeah. Okay. How do you feel so far? I feel great. Amazing. I hope your audience can handle my truth. Oh yeah. Well, I hope the audience can handle my truth because I spew it out weekly. All right. Great. Here we go. Okay. Explain evangelical support of Trump. Cite divorce, before prenup, adultery, hush money, etc. It's a very hard thing to explain. As I said, when, when this election cycle began in 2015, there was about 15 or 16 people running for office. And for me personally, as an evangelical pastor, I was totally against him. Mm-hmm. 1,000%. And then what happened? You saw him give what, a speech? No, no. You no, saw him no, dance with Melania? No, none of that. <laughs> what changed none your mind? I, uh, I, first of all, I have studied Donald Trump for 20 years. We all have. He's been I part saw, of American I history. I saw him on The Apprentice Show forever. many times. Oh, yeah. I, I found it always to be very amusing to listen to him when he says, you're fired. And you uh, liked it. Did, I, did a part I, of you like it? I liked it? it, and I thought, you know what I you thought? You did though? like it? I liked it, but you know what I thought? One of these days, someone's going to say to you, sir, you're fired. Well, yeah. Well, America got fired when they elected him for well, president. I wouldn't say that. Oh, well, actually, sure, they, he didn't. They, they may fire him, though. You never know. But back to the question. Uh, I was totally not for Mr. Trump. And so as the cycle went, different ones dropped out. Of course, yeah. They dropped out and finally... Many times just, because there were so many. Finally, there was only one. That was him. Uh-huh. So then in the, on the Democratic side, we had Hillary Clinton and we had uh, Mr. Trump. So I had to make up my mind. Am I going to go with him or her? I looked at both of them and I thought, could I, I don't want either one of them. Could I ask you something really quick? Who, could I ask who you voted for in um, the 2012 elections? Romney. Romney. I vote for you Romney. You voted for Mitt Romney, the Mormon. Yes. Okay. Yes, so, and, he, and he doesn't have my faith, but I voted for him because I thought his values were closer. So you tend to vote that way anyway, Republican yes. anyway. But I voted right? for Jimmy Carter. He was a Democrat. Sure, yeah. Yeah. And so this time around, you said you didn't want either Hillary or Donald. But is it because yes. he was Republican that you went for that one? No, not at all. It wasn't because if of that. If that had different labels... I would have still done what I did. I was convinced that I did not want Bill Clinton back in the White House. Right. I mean, he, yeah. If she would have divorced him, because I thought he was, so, so, I felt like that he was so terribly immoral. Not just the Lewinsky matter, but all of his other matters. What matters? Uh, moral issues. 
You mean ladies' issues? Well, lady. Okay. Well, we're, many of them. Let's not just do lady issues because let's talk about Donald's lady issues. Yeah. Yes, he has. <laughs> he has plenty got, too. He has plenty too. Yeah, he's got but, plenty but of lady not, issues. I did not want. I did not want him back in the White House. In my heart, I thought, would I vote for Hillary if they divorced? And I think I would have. You know, but that's the thing. She made the marriage work. This is it's, no, she it didn't. wasn't a character. I don't, believe, I don't believe she did it all. She stayed they're in married, it. They're married. They're not. They're not in a normal marriage relationship. Look, today. who is one lives in one place and one lives in another place. Most marriages in po- in politics is like that. Well, maybe because so. Because one person has to work certain but place. The, the point is, I I did not want him living in the White House. Look, their marriage is not even. Hillary up to would have been a good president. You said Hillary would have been a good president? good president. I agree. As a person, she would have been a good president. I agree. She would not have controlled her husband. So you didn't like he because who she scandals. was married to. That's right. He he had his chance in the White House. You know, which is a bummer because that's like voting for, you know, because the the person that you're married to isn't going to be the president. They're going but they to, greatly influence you. We all know that. But, but just back, like Melania influences Donald. No, I don't think so. She there. just sits there and just kind of she, stares at a wall. So you know, Bill. Look, that's also assuming Hillary isn't uh, independent enough woman that she could make her own decisions. I think which she, she has. Is. I think she is. Which she has. But on his and so, you on know, his personal life and and, and the scandals that able, he'd create for the White House. Sure, no, sure. He wouldn't. But so, back, back so to, it was actually Bill that made you not yes, want to, not Hillary. Absolutely. Interesting. That's that. I haven't heard that. Well, a lot of people feel that way. I thought it was Hillary. I thought it was Hillary that no, they didn't like. No, it wasn't. Like. They they saw her to be. They a kept decent, bringing up her smart. emails. Like if you had thirty three thousand emails, you wouldn't try to clean out your emails. Well, that was an issue, but it was not. <laughs> but but back to the point of Mr. Trump, uh-huh. and, and to say this, uh, he has got many moral issues. And they're very, very sad indeed. I hope he has repented for things that he's done, the things he's said. And on, I, I, in my heart, I think that he's been trying to repent. I really do. I don't see how he could have all those pastors to gather around him mm-hmm. and not be truly wanting to be a sincere Christian and not be playing them. I don't think he's playing them. If he is playing them, God will judge him for it severely. Oh sure, yeah. I and think, this nation I think he will might. He, I severely. think he just might be playing them, and I have no idea where I get that inkling. Well, I don't know if it's if, in if, his smirk. If he is playing them, tweets. I hope he's not reelected. Yeah, I hope so too. Well, with that said, let's play some games. All right. All right. So these are what kind of games? These are audio games. This I've... is this is trivia because on a podcast platform, it's hard to play a visual type medium. Um, so let's do it. All right. So it's just trivia based on sort of like uh, social fl- social blunders. Okay. Pardon me. All right. There's some tricky ones. Are you ready for this? I'll try. Okay. There can only be one winner. And since you are the only contestant today, you are either the winner or, or I guess I win. Okay. Whatever. Okay. Here we go. All right. When is it okay to touch a stranger's hair without permission? I'm going to give you a multiple choice, okay? When is it okay to touch a stranger's hair without permission? A, if you are genuine, if you genuinely want to touch it. B, if you need to cut a piece to complete your voodoo doll. C, if there's gum in it. Or D, if it's the same as your hair. 
Well, <laughs> think hard and answer wisely. I, I will, and I would just say none of the above. None of the above. It's never okay to touch a person. No, there hand. is another. There is one more that you you don't have added. What is it? Is that a D or is it an E? No, so it's a D is if it's the same as your hair. No. What's the, what's the last one? That's the last one. Okay, so it, it's, it's if e. you... There's an E. What's the E? You're, you're switching this game up? If you You are, can't just make rules if, up. If you are the person that embalms the dead, uh-huh. it is your job <laughs> to fix up the hair. Of course, and yeah. And get the person ready oh, for the funeral. Yeah, that's very true. And that's, at that point, you cannot ask permission. That's the only time that that's you can touch someone's hair. That's the only time that hair. I know. Hey, that's very close. Uh, that's very close. Uh, granted, you did make up a whole nother answer. Um, I'll give you style points for that. You All get right, half well, a point for that, okay? All right, whatever. The correct answer was if you need to cut a piece to complete your voodoo doll. Well, because voodoo is a thing that people practice in cultures, and you know, and the whole thing is the person cannot know that you're doing it. But yes, embalming, if you're an embalmer, yeah. So, okay, for, you know, showing me up at my own game, you get half a point. Next question. When is it okay to chew with your mouth wide open? You're eating in public, okay? A, if you're a mouth breather. B, a mouth what? A mouth breather, like you breathe with your mouth, okay? B, if the food tastes good. C, if you're trying to get that jaw workout. Or D, if you want to make sure the food turns into small pieces. When is it okay to chew with your mouth wide open? Probably A then. A, if you're a mouth breather. If you have nasal problems, which I do sometimes. Yeah, you, I do too. Tend to, <laughs> That's how uh, I breathe. Keep yeah. your mouth open more than you need to. Yeah, and uh, you are correct. That is the correct answer. You have a point and a half. All you're right. doing a lot better than most people, to be honest. Very good. You have been around. Uh, there's two more questions. I'm okay. old. I'm old, Oscar. And you know some stuff. Yeah. All right. When is, it, when is it okay to point at someone? Ooh, this one's very difficult, actually. You might not get some of the references. Okay, let's, this is the last one, all right? In which of these situations is it okay to check your phone, all right? A, five minutes into a first date. B, an elderly person is telling you a long story. C, someone asks you for the time, but you're wearing a watch. D, when you're expecting a call. In which of these situations is it okay to check your phone? Well, certainly, in, in uh, if you're expecting a call, yeah, it's it's acceptable. Why why do you say that? Because you don't want to miss the call. You don't want to miss the call. Okay, yeah, yeah, because a call means it's more important than a text these days. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you are correct. You've got two of three questions correct. Your questions are so easy. They are. Most people get these wrong. Let's go, Osco. Is that the name of this program? Let's go, Osco. That's right. That's right. And Let's go, Osco. It seems like you have one. Let's go, Osco. A woke Japanese game show, uh, family edition. What makes this Japanese? Except you being part Japanese. Well, me being half. Well, sometimes I play games that have to do with Japanese culture. There's. Um, well, I thought you were going to do one. Japanese language involved. Well, I can teach you a Japanese word if you teach me something I don't know. I probably can't, but uh, we'll, we'll try. <laughs> you have a phone call coming in from Glendale, California. Who do you know out there? I don't know. It's probably spam. Could be. Yeah. I don't it's know probably spam. It I'm going to teach you a word. Uh, let's see. What's, 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 what's the uh, Japanese word for love? For love, it's 
I E. Spell it. I guess A I. A I. Yeah. And you pronounced it I E. No. Yeah. Well, I pronounced it I E. Yeah. I. A I. Yeah. A I I E. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I don't remember ever hearing that being used, but I'm not around people too often to speak Japanese until you show up. Yeah. And then, and then what get, happens? It's all Japanese all day. No, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't hear Japanese from you. Uh, so if I could teach you a word that I know, it would okay. be... Okay, or a song or something. Well, teach I mean, me something a, I don't know. A word know. is agape. I do know agape. That's what, what the it? Greek word for love. That's right. Yeah. That's the Bible Greek word for love. Yeah. Uh, to teach you a song, goodness, uh, what song? I, I can I can tell you the song that I wrote my wife when she was a new bride. What you wrote a song? I, I wrote a song. I didn't write it down, and I do not remember all of it. But I wrote it. And okay. I, I have a guitar, and I played the guitar, and I sang it to her. Okay, sing me parts of it. And it was the song was "You're You're My Green Eyed Baby," and "You're Sweet I Know." Yeah. And it went off like this, and I'm playing the guitar, and I'm saying, um, I spent some time at a college in Texas many years ago. Yeah. Met a young lady there from from Houston and, and got to know her. Don't. And then, and then I, Papa Don, so far, none, none of this I, rhymes. Oh, no, it, it, I, I, it, I had it where if it I was may. rhyming. Okay, but I finally, it, it used I finally to rhyme? had one expression. Okay. But she's my green-eyed baby. She's yeah. sweet, I know. So I created some lines that rhymed with that. Okay, so you're like, she's my green-eyed baby. She's my green-eyed baby. I met her in Houston. She's sweet, I know. Yeah. She's sweet, I know. Went down somewhere in the country. Da-da-da-da-da. But and she's my green-eyed baby. She's sweet, I know. And she's for, my lady. Yeah. And she's my green-eyed baby. I'm trying to help you make it rhyme. Yeah, that's good. I got she's to get to know her. her. You know, uh, what rhymes with her? I don't know. I'm not. I'm the not thing that right. Jesus got. One of the things was myrrh. There you go. Yeah. See, I know some stuff. Yes, well, do. with that said, thank you so much for being on Let's Go Let's Go, a woke Japanese game show. Thank you. I'm, I'm happy to be on it. Are we going to do it again? Next year? Yes, that sounds great. And here's to you, Mrs. Robinson. Goodbye. Until next time. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. And mastered by Anna Rubinova. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcast.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook. Pew, pew, pew.